Hello! Welcome to the Visibility Playground podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Carrie Thompson Morrow. You might hear some drilling, like we're having some rental being done at the apartment next to me, but we're going to get through it. It's going to be amazing. Today, we have someone that I have loved for such a long time. Her energy is amazing. The way that she shows up is amazing. The way that she builds relationships and connects with people. Every time I see her in person, I'm like, come close, talk to me, give me hugs. Like, love her to death. Um, but of course, before I share with her, share you her and like you'd learn about why I love her, why she's such an amazing human, we're going to cue the intro and then we'll get into it. Hey guys, Carrie here, and welcome to the Visibility Playground Podcast. The podcast that shares visibility journeys of entrepreneurs and teaches listeners how to use visibility to build their brand and attract an audience of raving fans and customers. Every week, we will be bringing you stories and advice from entrepreneurs who've achieved visibility success, as well as helpful tips and strategies to help you grow and scale your business and really get it in the way that you always wanted. So join us and let's create a world where your story of your business is seen and heard. Okay, I'm clearly, clearly, I get a, I get quite excited. So we have um, Marianne. I always want to say your name, like your last name, wrong. I always, I always feel like it's I'm Shawab. So like I'm like Sharab. Like I'm like I always tell people like names carry. We it's like we don't mix. Um, but everything else mixes, I uh, mix with everything else, but carrying names. Like, I feel like I always mess them up and I always tell everybody charge to my head, not to my heart. <laughs> Schwab. Okay. So I met, uh, I've met, I met Marianne. When was it? It was FHL 2020. It was FHL 2020. It was in person. And literally, she's like running through the halls and she's just like connecting with all these people. I'm like, oh, who is she? And then Lindsay was like, oh my gosh, Marianne, she's so amazing. You'll love her. She just has a great disposition. And literally, every time I saw you talking to somebody, you were capturing the moment, you were taking pictures, you just had such a vibrant personality. And I was like, that's my girl. Like, <laughs> And then, of course, when I found out what you do, I'm like, oh, now it all makes sense. It all, <laughs> it all makes so much sense. So for the people that do not know about you or do not or have been hiding under that rock in the um, virtual highways and byways, can you just share a little bit about like what you do and kind of how you got into it? Um, absolutely. First of all, it's so great to be here with you, Carrie, and uh, you're one of my favorite humans. So um, I am a, a former National Network TV talk show producer, and I worked at ABC in New York and ABC in Los Angeles. And I got in it uh, after basically working temp jobs in New York for seven years. I finally got my big break. And then I ended up on one of the hottest national TV talk shows of the day, Regis and Kathy Lee. And then I ended up working on another show called Runaway with the Rich and Famous and Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, all iconic shows that, of course, are no longer on the air. But that's where I uh, that was my boot camp of learning how to do talk shows. And then when I went to um, move to L.A. because I got tired of the crime in New York. So I thought I'd try the crime out in L.A. for a while. And so from there, gotta I gotta love hired, that. <laughs> I got hired on an ABC show, uh, ABC's home show. We were at the um, where they also shot General Hospital, and then I also worked with. Um, is that from your side? No, I think it's. I, I'm trying to figure out where the side has come from. Like, what is that? 
Yeah, I think it I went away though. Construction. I thought they were taking down the ceiling. <laughs> They're dancing on the ceiling next door. And, uh, <laughs> So from there, I also worked at E! Entertainment Television and lots of other shows. My last show in daily TV was the George and Alana show with uh, George Hamilton and Alana Stewart, Rod Stewart's ex-wife. And from there, I ended up working with uh, Fortune 500 companies. And, uh, and, and so I took what I knew from working behind the scenes to help a lot of companies get their, their message on the air. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And I absolutely love it. And I think it was super cool because like when I met you, like I was like, you're like, I help people get on TV. I'm like, like TV, TV or like, like TV, like, like TV, TV. And you're like, no, like TV. And I'm like, oh. I was like, how does she know? the? I was like, because of course, we all think like that's like, like that's the secret sauce. Like, like, how do you get somebody on TV? Because like, because like I'll see people I'm like, how did you get on TV? Or I was like, I think when I was little, I was on TV. Um. And literally, like I was, I was not the person you see here today. Like I try to hide that video. Like I remember people in my family in North Carolina saw it, but literally, I'm like a deer in headlights. Like I was supposed to be doing like like reciting something because I was like um, student of the year or something, and I'm like. <laughs> and then they just went well, to somebody else. Re reciting something is when everybody's going to do a Bambi and headlights. I tell my clients, you do not want to memorize your method. You want to you want to know the structure. They're going to ask you questions because you're an expert. But when you memorize anything, that is a recipe for Bambi and headlights on TV. It it was bad. Like literally, like you were like, was that Carrie? She looked like she was so scared. <laughs> so funny. Okay, so I love this because I feel like this path is going to go down beautifully. So you just made a comment that I love where you said that because you're an expert, you should be talking, like people are going to start asking you stuff that you know. So that means that you want to make sure that you have, would that mean that you want to have like signature talk, signature processes and things that you have in place to be, so you can like, when you're going to speak in different places, you are like, I'm solid. It's a signature TV segment is similar to a signature talk with the exception that on TV, you get three to four minutes of TV on a signature talk. You might have anywhere from 10 to 45 minutes. So it's about impacting. It's, it's really uh, compressing your best bits into a three, I say three and a half minute segment. That's going to showcase your, your zone of genius it's also going to have a call to action, but you're also going to need to position your expertise in a way that people see you as the expert and not as somebody who's just, uh, what I want to say, conceited. So you, there's a way to deliver that you're the expert without coming off uh, full of yourself. <laughs> you can be overconfident. Yeah. And it's funny because the, it's funny that you said that, because I feel like a lot of times when it comes to being visible and things like that, it's the it's being able to be prepared. And it's funny because I always say like it's like you'll see the posts on social media all the time. Like what's something that you can talk about for 10 minutes or five minutes or things like that. But a lot of times what I see, um, especially with people that are that are newer in the space, is they'll start talking about stuff that they're not confident, confident with, they're not really sure about. And you can tell from like the beginning. And like, I'll be honest, guys, if you want to scroll back 
some of my first videos and I was trying to like follow Russell Bronson's books and stuff, I was it was it was not good for me. Like cuz I didn't get it all the way. So I'm like, yeah, and then the, the, and then I'm like and like not looking at the camera, like not doing any like eye to eye contact because I was a confident. So I feel like what you're saying, being able to have that senior talk that you're an expert in, that you that you can like you can pretty much talk about any time. I feel like is important. Now, when it comes to speaking and visibility and things like that, what has been the path that you've taken, or or you taken, or would you say, or when do you feel like it's a perfect time to start thinking about? going into TV? Okay, that's two different questions. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna throw it all together. So two questions. Okay, so my visibility path was very different because as a producer, I've been the behind the scenes person. So I wasn't about visibility for me. It was about helping others with their visibility. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I have been very uh, obscure. I've been very, uh, I'm going to say invisible for the process. People just see my work. They don't realize all the work that goes into that. And so mm. when it got into social media and I stopped building, um, I just worked with a personal branding expert. And one of the, the things you want to do is to build a personal brand next to your business brand. And I started with the business brand, my company CMP Media Cafe, because my, my clients were Fortune 500. And with the Fortune 500 uh, clients, they were looking for, they wanted to hire a company, a, a corporation. But then seven years ago, when I decided I wanted to get into my own personal brand, it was a real transition. I don't know where this sound is coming from. You can keep going. I'm going to chop it out and chop it back in. Okay. I love these headphones. Thank you. <laughs> I'm thinking it, it's from one of the cores. I'm like, why is it? Because it's just making noise. And I'm like, where is it? Yeah, coming? it's um, it's a weird staticky thing. You know, audio is the most important thing on any broadcast. And if the audio is bad, people will tune out. <laughs> I'm hearing it again. Is there, is there again? Hmm. Okay, but we don't hear it like this, so that's so interesting. Do you hear feedback? You hear feedback? Now I'll hear feedback. Now I hear my feedback because you have a speaker that's on your desk, so you can hear me, and that's why you get that feedback. How's this sound? I think it sounds okay as long as I'm not hearing myself. So I think it's good. You can hear me? Yes. Can you hear yourself? And I'm not hearing the feedback from your site either. Perfect. Okay. okay. TV terminology, <laughs> feedback. You're not sending mix minus. <laughs> okay. So we'll ride the audio from our side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Oh, I love when I can hire people to and tell them to get the, the thing done. And then we've got to figure it out. It's a whole new thing. So, um, yeah. 
So let's start with when do when is somebody ready for TV? Yes. I've heard some people say, oh, you only have to have six months of experience and then you're ready to work TV. I think it depends on what you're doing. If you're the star of a new sitcom, absolutely, you can go on and promote that new uh, that new TV. However, I feel like you need to have some experience to back up your credibility if you're going to get booked on television. And part of that is on the experience level, you need, I've had a lot of people, I want to get on TV. I'm thinking about writing a screenplay. That is not something a TV producer is going to book a TV a TV interview with you on. But if you've written the screenplay and it was a blockbuster, yeah, sure, they're going to want to interview you. However, you need, for most of the clients I work with are entrepreneurs who are experts in what they do. So you need to have that website. A website and a company or some way for someone to reach you is absolutely essential for the types of clients I work with. I love that. So when it comes to, so I think it goes to this next question then, when, like, we know that you want to have experience, you know, we know you want to have a website, but I guess, like, what would be, I guess, the skill level or, like, your, like, I know website, website and credibility, but, like, that kind of gives a lot of people. So what would be your other thing that you would say is, like, a marker of saying, okay, now you're ready to get on TV? You have to be at the point where you're, you're ready to elevate your brand. If there are like, for example, if there are 10 real estate agents in your area and they're all doing the same thing, but you're able to get a, um, but you take like the three biggest mistakes people make when buying their first home and get a TV segment on, and you're one of 10 that have that, you're going to automatically elevate yourself as a real estate agent in the area. And so then when uh, the viewers are watching the show, or you even put that segment, uh, a clip of that segment on your website, people are automatically going to take you from expert to authority and credibility just by being interviewed. Okay. I love that. Now, when it comes to visibility, everybody talks about social media and all these different things. What would you say? Of course, I know TV, but like, what would you say would be you, where you would tell people to start if they're not think, if they're maybe a little bit afraid of social media. If they're afraid of, you have to have some kind of social media and digital footprint in today's world. If you do not have a digital footprint, then you're basically non-existent. If someone types your name into Google and with what you do for a living, like Marianne Schwab producer versus just my name, uh, they're going to find a ton of information on me, on, on my digital footprint. But if they put Marianne Schwab producer and nothing comes up, they're going to question my credibility and authority. Mm-hmm. So you want to have those social media presence and uh, and do your, I did my best on guerrilla social media. The most important thing is that your authentic true self and that you also share uh, value and it's going to help others because it's really not about you. It's about the audience you serve. Okay. So guys, what, the, what, what she's saying, and I love, I love that you said this is using social media, not just not to go viral and things like that, but using social media as a credibility source. And that's what I tell a lot of people is that your social media should be used as a credibility source rather than looking at what are the things that I need to do so I can go viral? Because yeah, that's cool, but there's so like 
but there's so much other stuff that you can do is you can like you can be doing like what you said speaking um doing what you're doing right now doing um podcasts you can be building relationships like you are so amazing at and actually helping that increase your visibility, but leveraging that social media as that credibility source. So when they search you after they saw you somewhere, you have that footprint that says, oh, she does mean business. She does do things. And not focusing on like the trends of social media, but actually the the, the staying power and the footprint that the, that social media leaves. And I, I think that you have to protect your reputation and protect your brand when you do certain social media and you have to think, is this really going to help my business or are people going to look at this in a way that's not going to help my business? I know someone right now, she's a wonderful person, but she's showing, uh, um, doing Facebook stories in a bikini. How can anybody take you seriously? If all you're doing is hoochie mama wear in social, if you want to build a brand or a business, it's not a dating service. If you want to wear that, then don't put that on your social media where you're also saying out there, hey, I can be someone's executive assistant. Kind of sends a mixed message. I love I love that you said that because I think a lot of times we forget that perception is everything. Like perception is everything. So you have to ask yourself, like, what story and narrative do you want to tell? So do you, because like, I know that you work with a lot of clients helping them get booked. Like what, how do you help people like create their story and their narrative when it comes to like how they present themselves on social media? Well, on, uh, I, I can speak more from TV aspect because their social media, by the time they get to me, their social media is part of the process because that's a way that audiences who watch them on TV can connect with them directly is through social media. But mm-hmm. what I do is help them, uh, fine tune their message in a way that's going to fit into that three and a half to five minutes of TV. If you're lucky, you have five minutes. And that's more for like a cooking demo. Like I just did with a client. She, um, teaches, uh, students how to decorate cookies like a pro. And so that's a great, uh, how to segment that's great on a kitchen set in a local studio. Or I also have a client who um, is a canine caterer. And so we had a cooking segment for dogs and the toxic mistakes that dog owners make by feeding their dogs table scraps. So there, and she has a cookbook for dogs. So it's not like, oh, hey, I have this cookbook. No, here's a value message. Stop feeding your dogs table scraps that could kill them. (laughs) And, And then we mentioned that she has her cookbook. And then we have a list of the toxic foods that you want to keep away from your, your uh, furry pets. And that is, so there's ways to kind of backdoor your message in a way that's more valuable so that people Mm -hmm. will say, I want to buy your book based on the segment that we did versus the book, the book, the book kind of segment. That's where it just does not translate as something that really will help you in the long run. And when it comes to saying, okay, like, I think that I'm ready to do TV because we have a lot of high achievers and people that are at that place where they're now looking at like, how can, is what you said, like, how can I expand and grow my reach and my audience views? Would you suggest that somebody tries to do it alone and try to figure out a way that they can like book, like book them, pitch yourself for things? Or do you feel like to be able to make it successful, have somebody like you to do that? 
I think it depends on your budget and where you are in your business. I am not going to encourage any client to work with me unless they're already at a certain level in their business that this is a service that they can budget. Can they learn to do it on their own? Absolutely. I have students from my Seen on TV Academy, my digital um, product that I have that people can teach themselves and they've had results because I give them the tools that they need to understand how they can do it themselves. However, if you're at another level in your career where you do have the budget, Steve Larson, I think we all know it as Steve Larson, he says money equals speed. So do you want to do it fast or do you want to do it slow? Yeah. And how I how I'm different from public the traditional publicist is that I'm a producer. So I am not going to do it slow. I do not have to pitch for three months and get one TV show. In three months, if you are in my premium service program, you will have eight radio interviews, four TV appearances. You will be coached every step of the way on your message so that when you do appear on TV, it's very organic. You're very relaxed. Um, one of my uh, clients, Lauren Anderson, just said, if anything, Marianne overprepares us. So that when we do get on, we're just completely, we know exactly what's going to happen. We, we, we're not um, nervous about anything. And so an over-preparation is better than under-preparation any day of the week. No, I love that. Because I think a lot of times that that's where people are like, well, is this where like I need to do it? So like the fact that you said you can do it yourself and you have something that you can actually, that they you can teach them, which I feel like adds a whole nother layer because like, I, without your teaching, I wouldn't even try it. Like, I'd be like, somebody well, help me. Well, in, in a short story, I can, for beginners who are out there getting PR, there's just so much they don't understand. And the um, number one mistake that even publicists make, the people that you pay four to $5,000 a month for, they do not think like a producer. They're more into serving their client and pleasing the client than they are pleasing the producer. And in the process, no one is served. So that as John Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. You need to take that statement and think, ask not what a producer can do for me, but what I can do for a TV producer. And what you can do is give them a cool segment. For example, um, the three uh, biggest mistakes that um, the three biggest networking mistakes that you make that can, um, let's see, that's probably not my best example. Um, the three biggest mistake dog owners make. I like mistakes angles. Uh, toxic foods that, let's see, I'm sorry, just lost my train of thought. The three, like I mentioned with our um, canine caterer. Yeah. Toxic, yeah. toxic mistakes dog owners make. Stop feeding your dogs table scraps. That is something that's very, um, it connects with their audience. They know they have an audience of dog owners. And the other one is how to decorate cookies like a pro. It's a, uh, these are the types of things. Did you know you can decorate cookies like a pro? Mm -hmm. Tune in tomorrow. We'll show you how. how. When you think of it like a tease or like something that you would see as a headline or a click on an online segment. That's how you want to think like a producer, because that's how they're thinking. They know they have to get eyeballs on their show. They have to get eyeballs on their online uh, media as well. So when you give them something much like the Hook Story offer and um, it, that Russell teaches, we just teach it in a different way because it's not marketing, it's PR. And the thing that you need to understand about public relations versus marketing is that advertising is saying that you're good but public relations is getting someone else to say it for you.
Mm. And no amount of advertising can get you the credibility that being featured on a talk show can. And so that is the difference. And then when you, you, this is where social media comes in. And then also on your website presence and other presences as well. It's not just that you were on one show. It's that you leverage that in your social media, you leverage it on your websites to see as seen on, because once you've been seen on, no one can take that away from you. And anyone can get on YouTube, but not anyone can get on TV. That's so powerful. So powerful. No, okay. Thank you. <laughs> that was so, no, because it's like, like I'm in a place now where I'm like, okay, I think that we're almost ready for PR. Okay, so here's a question. When do you okay. know that you're like, what do you feel like people should have in place before they go to PR? Because I feel like a lot of times people go too early and then they, they send people to their social media and then they get lost or they send people to like these random places and they get lost. And then like they, we never see that those true numbers or those connections really come in the way that they hoped it would. Well, it's a, um, there's digital footprint, which is you're everywhere. I, I like to focus on just two types of social media for myself. I'm using Facebook and I have a pinch of an Instagram presence just enough. So I don't look like a loser. And, and then, um, the other thing is, um, again, I've been watching Steve Larson's YouTube channel and some of the direction he gives is the difference between a website and a sales funnel. Mm -hmm. The website, they have many places to go. And I have a website, but I've, I've kind of directed it like a funnel. But within my website, I have a link to a free training. That free training is a funnel. Because the thing is, I look at a funnel like it's like the Hotel California. You can go in, but you can't leave. <laughs> your funnel directs you where you want your client to go or your potential customer to go. A website gives them too many options. Yes. And I'm, I'm so happy that you said that because one of the things that like I say it's my soapbox and I sit pretty on it is when people send people to like social media or follow me here and I'm like, don't you have like an entry point or something that they like a hotel California place where you can send them that they stay? Like, do you have a free training? Do you have something that that aligns with what you're talking about so you can just lead them closer into your world? Because there's so there's so many times that we see our clients, they'll get an opportunity to speak on a big stage. We had a client that she um, literally he this is before we start working together. So like. I just, I beat him up for it now. As he actually got on, he actually had the opportunity to get on stage and speak next to um, to Trent Shelton. And um, there was one of the other guys that actually was at FHL. And he said, all the other guys were like, oh, go to my lead magnet, go here. He was like, follow me on Facebook. Well, Facebook. He said, no, but he said, he said, he like, with the he said it was probably like six thousand people on there. He said he maybe got twenty people that follow. Uh -huh. Well, it depends on where your um my 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 big my big mantra of life is less is more. So you want to have the digital footprint, but you also want to focus on less. 
whether mm-hmm. uh, like I was just working with a client before we talked, he were doing a, a satellite interview tomorrow with the, a station in Ohio. And um, he had this big cluttered background. I go, less is more. Now, this isn't my perfect background, but less is more. You don't, you're not cluttered. It's like you want to be the focus, but you don't want people thinking, what's that book on their shelf? Maybe I should get that. (laughs) (laughs) But less is more. And so one of the best tips, and I have found very helpful, is that, and it fits with the Facebook rules, is that your uh, your uh, cover, not your your profile, not your profile photo, but your Facebook cover page. The banner. The banner. The banner should you should have a to invite them to a private Facebook group. Yeah, his banner yeah. was a picture of like some birds or something. Yeah, no, not a picture of birds, not a picture of your family. Uh, but no, invite them to a private Facebook group and have your photo be something re- re- I'm going to say representative of what you do. And, and and not be clickbait or anything like that, but it should be representative. And then you can put in the description a little about your group and you're totally Facebook compliant. Yes. Because if you put them to your funnel, you could get shut down on Facebook because you're not, you can use it for sales as long as you're clever about it. And, and then your Facebook doesn't want to take you off. Um, they, they don't, don't want you to anything. go off Facebook. They don't want you to go off Facebook. So be clever about it. Do your circular references within Facebook and ask your clients to PM you if they're interested. And if they are just from my one client being on uh, Tampa, a Tampa station last week, I probably got five or six new per, um, new people into my Facebook group because they saw that they went to my page because he said, Marianne did, you know, is my TV coach. And so they went to my Facebook page and they saw, join my Facebook group. So, and it's, it's totally organic. These are people that are interested in um, how I can help them get their message on television. I always like to say, I use my zone of genius to help you share your zone of genius. I love that. I love that so much. Okay. So, for people that want to connect with you, want to like learn more about you, I think you already said it, but where should they go? I don't know if I said it, but one of the best places to go is my name. Let's see. Here it is. MarianneSchwab.com. And it's spelt right there. So MarianneSchwab.com or on Facebook. There are um, that's where you can find out a boatload of information about me. You can see some of my clients reach the TV appearances. And I guess one of the final things that people do need to know is that nobody starts out on a national talk show. It's rare. For the most part, you're going to start in your local um in your local talk shows. And that's where you really get your, um, you get your experience so that you can fine tune and optimize your on-camera expertise as being the go-to expert. I love this so much. Guys, I am going to hijack her and hang out with her behind the scenes. But guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us on the Visibly Playground podcast. Marianne, thank you for spending time with me today. It literally means the world. Guys, we're going to keep the intro and we'll see you next time. Thank you.
Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Visibility Playground podcast. If you're now like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to dive into my visibility, or you're just like, I just want to assess where I am in my visibility journey, take the Visibility Vitals Check Quiz. You can go to www.visibilityvitalquiz.com. I will make sure that I put it in the show notes, but make sure that you go take the quiz, DM me, let me know how it went. Talk soon.